Hi, and welcome to Figure of Speech, a program from WRBH where every week you can meet local poets and writers from the New Orleans community and listen to them share their work. This episode, we welcome on educator and poet Andy Young. Andy is the author of four chapbooks, including John Swinson Dynamicron, just out from Dancing Girl Press, and a full-length poetry collection, All Night It Is Morning. She teaches at the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, and her work has recently appeared or is forthcoming in Waxwing, Southern Review, Ecotone, and The Prairie Schooner. Her translations with Khaled, her translations with Khaled Hagazi are featured in the Norden Anthology, Language for a New Century, Contemporary Poetry from the Middle East, Asia, and Beyond. And here she is. John Swenson, Dynamicron. John Swenson, Origin Story John Swenson was born on Mohammed Mahmoud Street, surrounded by smoke and graffiti martyrs. John Swenson has three brothers, all named John Swenson. John Swenson will lead you to the golden mummies, hidden in the desert oasis. John Swenson knows the habits of the oldest monks and the way to their original cave. John Lennon dreams of being John Swenson. John Swenson dreams of being John Swenson. John Swenson, the blibable mascoose. John Swenson is a speckled dead fish. No, the small darting pink one. Or maybe the fluttery purple beta, also dead. The best lecture ever on Mediterranean trade routes was given by John Swenson. John Swenson chocolate milk. John Swenson, the movie. John Swenson on night duty. John Swenson is a pickle. John Swenson is a sea salt potato chip bent in the middle. John Swenson. John Swenson when the screens go dark, when the channels scramble, when the satellites sputter and fall from the sky. John Swenson when the planets align with the pyramids. John Swenson. Say his name three times. John Swenson with four pillows he takes to the pyramids in case he wants to jump. John Swenson is a woman digging small pyramids. First, she piles rocks, carrying, not throwing, them carefully, so as not to endanger anyone. For the other part of the operation, she uses small shovels. Holiday John Swenson John Swenson the Mall Santa John Swenson in the Frozen Tundra. Substitute teacher John Swenson. John Swenson, the end is nigh. John Swenson, gather your canned goods and your little John Swensons. Remember to use your air mask first. Remember righty-tighty lefty-loosey. John Swenson on the Jingle Horse. John Swenson the Musical. The smallest John Swenson eats his nose bread with those little spoons. The middle one reads on a mat in the corner about the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. John Swenson to-do list. Train cat, check. Do the next commercial for chocolate milk, check. Hearing trumpet. Space mouse, check. Society for the Preservation of John Swenson. John Swenson and the Pilates 100. John Swenson and the Yoga Breath. In, two, three, four, hold, hold, out, two, three, four, five. 
John Swenson Snacks and Flaxseed Oil. John Swenson Bone Snacks. John Swenson Traveling on the Highway Sticking Out His Thumb. John Swenson's Hair Out the Window in the Red Sun. John Swenson Last of the Cairo Betas. John Swenson on an official Pez head in the presidential Pez head collection. Yoda Pez, Emoji Pez, Swenson, 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 Swaninsky, Swaninsky at Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, the audience fleeing, Swenson, 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 Swanson, Swenson. It's John Swenson. Pull yourself together. Operatic, Swenson, Swenson, Awu Thimau. John Swenson's brother, Crazy Columbus. All John Swenson's brothers are John Swenson, except Crazy Columbus, brother from another mother, creme anglaise, raconteur. John Swenson, doodah, doodah. John Swenson hates the sound of your crinkly plastic cup. John Swenson math problem number seven. There are three John Swensons. One of them went to fetch chocolate milk. How many gallons would he need to buy for sharing with two brothers and their friend? Solve for X if X is John Swenson. John Swenson down with the flu. John Swenson feels a dull wooden axe in the head. John Swenson belladonna. John Swenson in a German accent. John Svenson. Thermometer under the tongue. The drinks must only be fizzy. John Swenson moving through jello. John Swenson's wrist buzzes. It's step o'clock. Bugger off, Fitbit, says John Swenson. Shiver of January leaves. John Swenson's sky, the color of melon. Dear John Swenson, no doctor in the house. Clear John Swenson, broth, clear liquids. Hope is not a plan, John Swenson. John Swenson likes your sloth emoji. John Swenson says to tell you to own your joy. Own it. It is phosphorescence we want, not fluorescence, for God's sake. A phosphorescent octopus, for example. That works, even if made of gelatin and glow powder. To-do list. Plan trick to swap with brother for commercial. John Swenson Family Tree. John Swanson Swenson. John Swenson Swenson. John Swenson Swenson. John Swenson Swenson. John Swenson Swenson. John Swenson. Math problem number seven, communique number one. Swan Jensen is the friend's name. John Swenson Sponsors, John Swenson Constitution, John Swenson Not John Swenson Out of the Box, John Swenson Trash Can, John Swenson Instant Photo, John Swenson Lap Desk, John Swenson Flying in the Air Over the Tree, John O. swenson John A Space Duck Skydiving Swenson Moose Lamb, John Swenson Fuji Film, Squishy Fuji Film, John Swenson Boogie Wipes, John Swenson Mohawk, John Swenson Salamander, Under the Trees, John Swenson Bunny Named Buns, A Mustang Named Man, John Swenson All Poop Use Flower.
Math problem number seven, communique number two. There is no answer. To-do list. Practice handwriting of brother to write speech for commercial. Math problem number seven, communique number three. There is no way to solve without knowing how much milk goes to each John Swenson and the friend. Also, unclear if John Swenson the fetcher gets a share of the milk. John Swenson is the one swapped in the commercial. To-do list. Drink chocolate milk. Think of a better plan for swapping brother. John Swenson Twilight. John Swenson, I'm telling you. John Swenson Salty Broth. John Swenson, you can remove your wound vacuum. John Swenson Breast Navigator. Too young for the normal kitty flap. John Swenson, you poor, poor man. John Swenson, come back with your geographic tongue. Come back, Il Mulino, Il Cronopio. Come back, John Swenson, as John Frum. Come back, as John Henry. Come back, as John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Come back, for Christ's sake, as John Swenson. John Swenson, come back. Those were some selections from Andy's new chapbook, John Swenson Dynamicron. Up next are some poems associated with another project that she's currently working on. Hall of Pestilence and Unhealed Wounds Night Terror Open-eyed, though open-eyed, I cannot see it. Another tongue Back together with tape What tape? A wailing, a wailing I grew them, breath braiding, limbs thickening and must have grown this too. Or maybe I am just a tunnel back into the communal horror. Pinworms come out of the living at night to lay eggs. We search our sun for pearlescent threads in the phone light, faint smears of shit in skin slits, red crowning the cave's entrance to rivers of vessel and tissue, rope and sack, shaped in my own flesh. No, you bastards, you cannot have him yet. You will have your chance with us all one day. His sister stirs as we're peering in. Will she remember it as a piece of dream? This quiet violation, our search for the world, feeding on the boy as the boy feeds on the world as he once fed from me. Devotion Intensive Care Neurosurgery Ward, Greenville, North Carolina Post-surgery scan shows inflammation, a gray sea around a dark emptiness, hole where tumor lodged, size of a child's fist, shoving out frontal lobe tissue where lives Personality, higher-level cognitive functioning, no way to excise, pathology says. Tentacles return, no matter standard of care or candles lit at St. Jude's shrine. Mother is devout. She touches her beads, still takes the wafer, wears lipstick 
with her headband of staples. Fever Within, Rusted Sheet Metal with Nails, Ronald Lockett, 1965-1998, to New Orleans Museum of Art. Curled in the center, she is fixed to her atmosphere. Torn strips of silver peek out to some clear place beyond where once the silver was a tin barn holding the hot hay mouths of young horses, curved warmth of new eggs. Here in the museum, its edges threaten to flake, to dust, her spine a series of holes, her outline pocked with emptiness, needles pulled out. What is not her pulls away, the world curling off with its bright rust, leaving her peeled back to the substratum of fever, the clinic oxidizing around her, only her body pinned down and the tube through which a liquid does not drip but erodes between the silver intervals of what nails her there. Untitled Bondage Sculpture by Doreen Garner, Antenna Gallery, New Orleans, 2016 Each step around the display, a jiggle, gut spill into latex bulge, stapled split pulp, sack-shaped rope down to metal table, the zipper cannot hold, pearl-flecked organs pour out from the hand-sewn jagged stitches, the public pubic fur cries out to be touched. Whose jewels are these in the wet specimen? Whose discharge in Swarovski crystals? Yells in the distance, outside the marbled walls. Yells for help from a half-body being pulled out from rubble by helmeted men, a half-body still able to yell. The president can almost make it out as he clasps the pearls around his lady's neck, their anniversary tonight, how they will dine. Pest House Sketches, The Pest House at Jaffa First sketch of Bonaparte visiting the victims of the plague at Jaffa, Antoine Jean Gros, 1804, from the Orientalism Exhibit, New Orleans Museum of Art, 2016. First sketch of the first sketch. This Napoleon turns his face away from the slumped body he half holds. The central figures, Syrians, or so it seems, from their lack of uniform. The one in red fixes startled eyes on the leader as if to give a message. In the Louvre's final, sprawling version, those figures are gone. Instead, a slumped body tries to stand as Napoleon reaches out to touch its wounds. That version has an outside, clanging in daylight, beyond the striped arches of the mosque-turned-military hospital. We'd call what's outside Tel Aviv now. What would we call the Syrians? Palestinians? Where do their descendants live? In Damascus, maybe, or in a refugee camp in Yarmouk, its misery thick and similar to the plague house, a kindred jaundiced light, but they are in a future outside the frame, as were the bayoneted prisoners or scenes from the two days of rape and slaughter Napoleon gave as a gift to his men. All eyes now on the emperor in his shaft of light. You either do or do not think 
He has a right to be there. Second sketch of the first sketch. Before the Emperor's commission was presented at the Paris Salon, before the Louvre, more plague victims clot the edges of the sketch, and there's no glimpse of an outside as in the painting, a distant burning, a French flag against the dust. The country of the sick is a small one and borders nothing. In sallow air, the dying blur into their own green shadows. A figure falls into a sea of half-robed bodies, arms fixed in a crossless crucifixion. Beige and brown smudges, Syrian, French, reach up to the soldier as if to beg. Whoever they are will not make it to the final version, will be painted over with the bodies the artist chooses to save. Two colorful locals who proffer bread, the afflicted soldiers whose buboes the leader oh so mercifully reaches out to touch. Cairo as the Counter-Revolution Begins, December 2014. If we'd gone to Alexandria to breathe the salt air, to be with our friends as we planned, we would have checked into that same hotel off Nebi Daniel, smelled the burning cars yards away, perhaps seen the bearded men as they stormed the crowd with machetes, if, as is likely, I'd have hidden with the kids and watched them from that third-floor window of the room. We would have requested, as it faces the side alley and not the Mediterranean and the Corniche and its endless car horns, we'd have seen the knives, the charge and retreat, the inexplicable ladder-wielding. I'd have had to try to come up with an explanation as to why we were not leaving the hotel, as to why the shouting, the smoke, the breaking glass. Some English-language channel might have been on television. Is there a television in that room? Showing kids their age, a first-grade class, what had happened in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Instead, we stayed in Cairo, took a drive around to see the tanks amassing near the pole stations, found some lights to wrap around the potted fur we found. Grief during carnival season. Ninth Ward, New Orleans. My new talent is to stare at exactly nothing. Air like the lead blanket used for x-rays. Blankness passing by my window like a train. There was once a boy who stopped talking. Later he said he was in a glass box under the sea and feared moving would break the glass. I am that boy. I used to think I would die of sadness, but have learned there is no such luck. So I sit by the warmy gardenia bush as bass drum and tuba thump through the streets. Music gone as soon as it's heard, a gathering mist on the unvisited graves at St. Rock. But grief is a labor-like squeezing. The dead are not picky. You don't have to wash their grapes. Across the river, bereft, they blink dumb in the bright nowhere, stare back at us, where scraps of gold mote the air over feathered heads and bright trinkets wink against the sun, a revelry that will end in ashes thrown into the Mississippi, ashes smeared on the foreheads of the devout. I could sleep for centuries when that darkness comes, and one day we all will. 
Till then I'll steep in night, though the dipper is less a ladle than an axe. Just look next time how it hacks against the heavens. A shard of trumpet pierces the darkness, and all the once-bodied mothers float past, their hair in the wind like quicksilver. Raw Wool at Kustanai Textile Processing Plant, Kazakhstan, 1991. Photograph by Sebastián Salgado. The woman wades through what? Sea fog? Thick blood? She seems to be holding a child at the breast. But no, it's wool she walks through, and that's wool spilling from her thick arms. She shifts through tumbles of it, using the force of her whole leg to slide against the ground, something on rails. Inside the wool surrounding her are faces reduced to soft blurs, faces of bodies falling, of sudden violence, of ones who died in the middle of living with no signs except intricate symmetries surrounding us. The faces are starting to cover her. Not faces, no, that's raw wool in her hands. Don't make it what it isn't. The wool is pulling at her, or is she pulling it toward her? A child adrift in the river, or is she the one that is drifting? She wears a dress with small white dots, as if she meant to be home laughing with her sister, the kids off somewhere, tumbling through acres of light. There's a round, tentacled thing behind her, we see it, but she can't. Hard, plastic, shiny thing. It dangles its stiff tentacle. But all she sees is the wool she cannot stop looking down at. To her, it is water. She's on a ship, ready to leap. That was poet Andy Young. And that's our show. You've been listening to Figure Speech, a community poetry and writing program from WRBH. Tune in Saturdays at 1 p.m. and every Monday at 9 p.m. for more great New Orleans writing. Thank you for listening.